What's good? You're on Wasted Radio with me, Matt. I'm here with Dan from Getting It Out Podcast. What's going on, dude? I'm much, man. You know, another weeknight is exciting. Right? I'm I know. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be talking to you. Yeah, I'm glad to be talking to you too, man. I'm, I'm glad that we uh, finally connected. You know, it seems for some reason it's weird, but like this week, um, I'm connecting with like all these different podcasters that I've been like talking to since I started doing Wasted. Um, there's you. Um, there's terror zone podcast. And then this other one that I just, uh, I was just talking to him last night. Um, the horror flicks and guitar picks, his name's Tim. Um, you ever hear this podcast? Um, I've heard of, I've heard of both of them. I don't know that I've ever listened to to both of them, but you know how it is. Like, yeah, I mean, I do. (laughs) I don't expect people to, I don't expect people. I I don't mean to dive right in like this, but with like, getting it out i've been doing it now for like four years right yeah and there's episodes that are varying i don't know it's a variety of bands topics whatever Mm -hmm. and i don't expect people to listen to it every week (laughs) because i I know that i don't i know that i don't i don't listen to anybody's every week i mean very few and uh and some people's i listen to once or twice a year you know but it doesn't mean i don't like it it doesn't mean i'm not interested in, in seeing what they're doing and and uh, and excited for other people. I just, I don't got that much time to listen to fucking podcasts, you know? No doubt, dude. And like, I try to pop in every now and then with different podcasts and, you know, just like show respect and and I'll hit someone up and be like, yo, I like this episode or whatever. I I like doing that. Um, But I'll tell you what, ever since I started uh, working on my own show, it's a lot more time consuming than you'd actually Mm -hmm. think. I mean, you know, it it takes a lot of uh, energy and effort um, sometimes. Other times yeah. it, you know, it, it seems pretty easy. Uh, I'm dropping two episodes this weekend. This is going to be the first of the two. Um, I'm going nice. to do an interview episode. And I'm going to do a music episode. So happy to have you on. Thanks for being part of it. man. <laughs> no, honestly, I really no. appreciate it. It's 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 really cool because um, it's cool for me because like when I started doing podcasts, um, you know, I looked to you and Terror Zone and Richie um, doing Post America and joe doing uh this is hardcore this is hardcore yeah you know so that was that that was the the podcasts that influenced me and you know uh i think what you do is is important i love hardcore that's why i do this um you know i i really do was was really racking my brain trying to think like how can i contribute and also do something that I'm interested in, but also put my own spin on it. So it's original because I don't want to mimic anybody right. or whatever, you know, but you were a big influence on me um, and you have been cooking for a while now, dude. You're like up to like what? 224 episodes? 224 was today. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, and it's, it's, it's more than that, but only because I threw in a few radio shows like you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, no if you look, there's some in there for a while that was just a Patreon thing. And now I don't, I just don't do them at all. Really. I have mm-hmm. like a half finished one from like six months ago, but <laughs> maybe one day I'll pick that back up. But yeah. 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 Well, what made you want to start interviewing people? I didn't want to interview people. I really okay. didn't. Um, <laughs> like Neither I, did I, I. Mean, that's, that's a great answer. It's not bad. I like, I like it. I like shooting the shit with people, but like, what got you into that? I can't. Well, all right. So when I started the podcast, it was really just to make jokes, to tell funny stories. Mm-hmm. But that only goes, I started out doing like 15 minute episodes. And those, you can't even, I don't think you can find them anymore unless you're a Patreon subscriber. I don't think, I think I start, my uh, feed starts at like 
20 or 30 or something. Okay. And, and, and I'm kind of glad it does now because, uh, I was saying a lot of dumb shit then. And, uh, <laughs> I still think it's, I still think it's funny. Right. I still think yeah. the jokes are good, but, uh, you know how it is now you can't say, you can't say shit anymore. Yeah. So, uh, not that I, I feel like I'm at a level that could be canceled or anything, but you know, you still don't want to, yeah. you know, you don't want to, you don't want to cross that line. That's right. So, uh, so I started doing that and then I was all, always, well, for like 10 years, I was writing stuff for what PA hardcore.com and stereokiller.com, whichever one you went to, I was oh, doing record real? reviews and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did the most reviews ever on that site and I, I posted the, the daily news on there. No shit. And, uh, so I had, I've always had these promo emails. I've always had uh, record labels, PR companies, whatever, constantly emailing me. I've always had, I've always had that every day. It's a hundred emails from music people, right? So you have the, yeah, and, you just uh, have the the connections, right? So I just tapped into it one day. It was a, it was the, you know, you I'll get these emails that say interview alert, and then it says the band name and who who's looking for the interview when they want to do it. And I always just ignored them. And I probably ignored some really cool stuff over, over the 10 year period, you know, Yeah. because I just no didn't, doubt. I just wasn't interested. And then once I had the podcast going, I was like, well, I might as well just take some, take some of these on. And that's, that's yeah. how that started. That's crazy. Um, my old band was on uh, the front page of stereo killer forever. I think it was one of the I last for months. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but um, terrible minds. Terrible minds. I thought I thought you were in terrible minds. And I feel yeah. like we had so many people hit us up that were like, yo, I saw you on Stereo Killer. I was like, hell yeah, we got a lot. It of- was a good spot for a while. Yeah. It's just it got you know what ruined it is I I think is uh simply Facebook. Yeah. People didn't need to go to a place to find out where the shows were. They didn't need a hardcore message board anymore. Mm-hmm. You had it like Facebook took care of that. Yeah. I don't know why that didn't happen earlier with with like MySpace or something, but it seemed mm-hmm. to really happen with Facebook. And uh, once people had it on their phones, it's like, what are you, you going to go to this fucking website for anymore? Uh, then then streaming started and Spotify, mm-hmm. and you just don't need a website like that. I still think it was a very cool website, and I'm very glad I got to do all the things that I got it to do awesome on it. And, it. and it made getting into what I'm doing now much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, was that, that your first? That was, like, a, that was a good spot into- for a while. Yeah, was that your first like venture into any kind of like music journalism or anything like that? Yeah, and I didn't know what I was doing then. I still don't know what I'm doing now. There's okay, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> not, you know, I, I never took a took a class on how to write anything. And you can you can read that in the way that I write things and and the, yeah. on the site that I do now, which I know we'll get to. But I get I constantly get uh, I get bad reading scores. Read my readability scores are always bad. They're always Fuck red dots, em. which is okay. no, no good. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Scores and reviews and all that bullshit. I don't buy into any of that shit. <laughs> no, I like it though. I like it though. Yeah. Because no, it's it's good. I don't mind it. I, I'm I'm kidding around. No, I feel like I write the way I talk a lot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh I think that's a that's a rep- representation of it. I don't necessarily talk correctly. I you talk like, correctly. There you go. Do you talk like you're from Maryland or do you talk like you're from Eastern PA? Apparently I talk like I'm a mechanic. I don't okay. know what that means, but, <laughs> but that's what people say. And uh, often, if I if I type something long uh, yeah. on on whatever a Facebook post or something, I, this just happened like a week or two ago, where I'll get people commenting that they read it in my voice, 
And my <laughs> wife was asking me that the other day. What does that really mean? And I said, well, apparently I speak a certain way. Yeah. And when people read the stuff that I write, they they always this has always been a thing that people say to me is that I read that in your voice. And uh, <laughs> I think I don't know what the, I I don't think it's a compliment or a uh, or a, or a criticism. It's just. Well, I think, uh, I mean, in my personal opinion and, you know, the, the, the officials might, you know, disagree with this, like people that are like into, you know, the official rules of journalism and shit like that. Cause you know, there's people that take that stuff real seriously and it has to be done yeah. a certain way and you know, whatever they're, they're kind of like the journalist conservatives almost, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think that journalism is an art and I think that you know, I don't even necessarily think what I do is journalism or, you know, maybe right. in, in some respects, what you do is journalism. I, 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 it's a very loosely defined thing sometimes. And I think that it's an art. And I think that if you are doing it, you should put your spin on Like, I don't want to read an article that, that is like every other article you get on, you right. know, I go to, um, like, if I want to, uh, read anything about pretty much anything, um, I go to, uh, real clear that has you know real clear science real clear politics real clear whatever i've never heard of it oh you've never heard of it no no no. so it's it's basically just an aggregate site and what they do is every morning they put up you know um tons and tons of articles just of there's no political persuasion there's they have the left they have the right they have everything you get you get like a mixed bag of everything um but you know like i'll read three or four articles in the morning. But one thing that I've really noticed is that there's kind of like a cadence. Um, maybe that's the wrong word in writing, but there's, there's a, there's a pattern to a lot of these journalists writing where it's almost like their names are interchangeable and the, the style of what they're doing is just, it's all the same. And, you know, some of my favorite writers uh, might be cliche, but it was like Vonnegut and uh, Hunter S. Thompson and, you know, the ones that stuck out, the ones that did weird shit. And, you know, I, I just I don't know. I mean, that wasn't them. I don't think intentionally doing that. That was maybe just them talking or uh, writing how they talked, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, great example of that. One of my favorite writers, uh, Hubert Selby Jr. I don't know if you ever, you ever read anything from Hubert no, Selby Jr. The motherfucker doesn't even use correct punctuation. He'll just use like a slash or something. But uh, his big, the, I think the, the most popular thing that he did, at least that became a movie, was Requiem for a Dream oh, okay. with Jared Leto, where they're all hooked on heroin. Yeah, I haven't uh, wanted to cry but, in a while, so I haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, there's uh, Last Exit to Brooklyn is probably his most famous book, but Song okay. of the Silent Snow, The Room. Anyway, he just has a fucked up, weird way of writing. And I think you're right. I think you're right. It should be different. You should want people to have their voice. And similarly, I think us doing stuff like this podcast should try and do it differently as well, which is harder to do than yeah, uh, it, it, it is. Than, it sh- than maybe it should be. Yeah, it is. Like I, I didn't want to mimic anybody. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm influenced by like '90s radio. Um, <laughs> that's like my music episodes. Really, what I'm aiming to do. Um, and and I said earlier that I didn't necessarily like want to do interviews. I don't mind doing interviews. I did um I did a hardcore blog a long time ago called Bird's Eye View and I did lots of interviews, but it was just I typed them. I literally like yeah, yeah. I, I called some people and I recorded it on a cassette. I have cassettes of me like recording <laughs> like Danny from Northside Kings and shit. And then like I would right. like hype out shit. It took forever, but I did it. Um but 
that kind of stuff is cool. Um, I kind of wanted to do, you know, like something with the radio influence for sure. But then I saw like marked for life and I didn't want to rip her off. And I saw, mm-hmm. um, there was someone else, um, your life in America is a podcast from, uh, I, I think know. it's out in California. They do. It's like, it's, it's a hardcore radio show. Um, there's another one floating around there too. I think it's called six feet under. I haven't really connected with them. When I see stuff like this, I try to reach out to them and message them and just be like, Hey, yo, I really dig what you're doing. Like, please keep doing it. Right. Um, cause I, I kind of, I have the perspective. Like I hope that everybody's kind of putting their own spin on things, but I also feel like there should be like, we should, we should have enough content to be able to like cut out our own area in the podcast market space. And it would be yeah. really cool if you know there was like a site that hosted like 24 hour hardcore radio and you know right, anytime right. you can tune tune in and it's just one of these 50 shows that do you know what i mean you know you know it's funny it's uh I, you must not be aware uh, because i think just this week the the site that or gimme radio just launched gimme core oh for which real? is <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I've, I've posted videos of me opening records from their vinyl club, which I'm a part of give me metal vinyl club, but they have a, uh, the, the, give, I, I don't really listen to it. I gotta be honest, mm-hmm. but it's, it's an app on your phone or wherever on, on the internet that you can listen to nonstop metal shows or there's like give me metal and there's yeah. give me country. And now apparently there's give me core. I think it might be more, more oriented towards metal core and specifically what's considered metalcore now it's all right so we can connect with them and nudge them in the right direction <laughs> yeah yeah that's right and <laughs> and i've i've talked to him i've talked to him before uh yeah. just like jokingly been like hey you should uh let me do a podcast or anything and they're like well we don't really do podcasts but you can do a radio show if you and they just say email you should email yeah. them. i'm dead, dead serious you should reach out and say hey here's what i do and send them a sample i'll do it i tried to reach out to uh loudwire because okay yeah um, yeah you know, <clears throat> now I'll, I'll tell you what I did and then I'll tell you why I probably wouldn't want to work with Loudwire. And I'm not necessarily talking shit, but it, you know, it just is what it is. Um, so Loudwire produces really cool content about rock and metal. And mm-hmm. they have a huge audience, which I feel, you know, like um, they have like 800,000 followers on Instagram. I feel that one post a week could be dedicated to hardcore. Um, and it's sure. not, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I just think like, I know that's not the market or whatever. And you know, the, maybe because they're a bigger media organization, the labels, um, that have signed these bands are paying for that placement. You know, I'm sure it's likely whatever, but I had reached out to them and I was like, yo, um, I'll make a 59 second video clip for you to put on your Instagram page of me just like listing what came out in hardcore that week. Um, <laughs> Just yeah. so your followers have some new music to listen to. They're underground bands. They're people that aren't getting paid. They're doing it because they love it. This is important. It's the it's the undercarriage of what you do. So, right. you know, and, and obviously I never heard back. And then I did a little digging around about Loudwire. The reason that I probably wouldn't do it is because they're a company that's owned by a company that's owned by a conglomerate that's owned by yeah. a financial firm that's owned by, you know, and like, and it's one right, of those. Right. And it's just like, these guys don't give a fuck about the music scene. <laughs> like that's <laughs> no, you know, just making money. at the end of the day, like they don't give a shit. They care about ad dollars. And I don't even blame them for that. I don't even blame no, no, these. I would, I would love to be in that situation too. You um, get the deals, I, you I, set it up. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard to imagine, uh, I don't know, not giving a shit about the stuff like we do, but when it's, like, I don't give a shit about my job. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I mean that in the, in the way of like, it doesn't interest me. It's just, it's just what I do to go make money. I don't care. Right. But, really what happens with it if they if they close the doors tomorrow then i'm not going to be i'm not going to be bummed out i'm like well shit i need a new job well like a, a real a real key to success is is um making a living off of your passion isn't that right so like you know i mean i i completely sympathize with you i sell industrial supply i'm not like gonna die on that hill of, you know what i mean like right, i right. i would much rather be doing what i'm doing like on the show um and be able to make a living out of it um realistically with hardcore i realize that that's probably not the case and it's not something like in hardcore that i might want to exploit but if i saw other opportunities outside of hardcore i would happily still sure. do wasted radio and also be a content creator right yeah it's but it's a hard i mean it's such a hardcore is such a small audience if you have all of us who listen to hardcore ever it's mm -hmm. still such a small it's it, it compare comparatively i should say um i i agree with you um i think that we're probably at peak right now like i think that we're probably at the biggest hardcore's ever been right now and, I, i'd agree yeah um just sheer you know like and and sadly i don't think that that's necessarily reflected in show attendance i think that that's probably a lot of people on streaming services checking out bands and stuff for the first time. and hopefully that does eventually translate into some show attendance too um but like i always say like hardcore doesn't happen on reddit hardcore doesn't happen on apple like hardcore happens at your community centers and you know that sort of thing um but it would be like I just, I, I think that there's a lot of potential, you know, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, I agree. But I also, I think it's important. And I think one of the reasons why it's bigger right now is because it is accessible without being, uh, without having to be physically involved. People yeah. who are just getting into it can get in, can get all caught up to speed on every band and listen, and listen to every essential record. People who are out of it and maybe just don't have the time maybe just don't live in the location maybe you're just old and don't want to fucking go to the show anymore yeah. can still stay engaged with the scene based on you know through the internet mm -hmm. and yeah, i know I That's a great like point. and i know like i understand what you're saying and i agree with you that those the people involved and the ones actually there are the essential and the beating heart of the whole thing mm -hmm. but the extremities is just still important and it's 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 nice to have them right it's nice to keep as many people involved as possible and yeah. it, i I don't know why it can't be good for everybody, right? Yeah, I think that's, you, that's you, you get some people that that get on a soapbox about it. And they're like, "Well, I'm here every week." And like, motherfucker, I might come once a year. Yeah, I, I might. I've been doing it for 20 years. I might have decided now that I want to come once a year. Right. And uh, but at and least I'll I do this. It. At least I know about right. it. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so so um, do you feel that COVID hurt or helped hardcore? I don't know. I think it's, I, I actually think it might've helped um, because people seem more excited about it than ever. Mm -hmm. But I have to be honest and say that I haven't been back in it yet. Okay. And by that, I mean, is I, I don't think I've been back to a, you know, 
Yeah, I've been to a hardcore show since then, right? Okay, so that's mm-hmm. that's incorrect. But from just from what I've seen, from yeah. what I see online, from what I see, you know, the the uh, it's not just Turnstile who that's blowing up, right? Um, it's yeah. it's it's all the bands, all the fest. This is hardcore is already selling out. Um, every everything just seems to be back in full swing. Records sell out in a minute, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a it's a good place even though nobody can get a record made <laughs> they're still managing to sell them right. right i know i waited for like i don't know how long i waited to be honest with you for the terror bbc sessions record that i ordered mm-hmm. i forgot i ordered it let's say that um and that's I know why that i started doing the uh sorry to cut you off i started doing yeah, the, okay. the instagram videos where i open mail because yeah i would just get stuff in the mail be like i don't I don't remember what this is. <laughs> yeah, that's, <awesome. laughs> that's why don't we why don't we find out together? And for some reason, people like watching people open mail. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, fuck it, let's make a little video out of it, right, dude? You know what's huge on YouTube? Huge kids opening toy sets. Oh, I know, man. I got a I got an eight year old, so we're past that now. But yeah, we were in it. Cookies World C. Dog, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or the Lego we were in that for a while. And they and, get the uh, multi and, and now it's like oh well, yeah like the multi-view viewership like when your base of viewers is like five to nine those kids will mm-hmm. watch those videos like seven times in a row mm-hmm. and the, wow. <laughs> the the way my daughter used to watch them is like 30 seconds at a time so you know it's just developing that add super early where it's to just watch it Skip to the next one, skip to the next one, skip to the next one. Yep. And, you know, I'd look on, I'd, I'd keep track of what she was watching on YouTube and look at the, look at the history because she was doing it on my account mm-hmm. and it would be every video would have, you know, 30 seconds, 30 seconds gone. Yeah. And, uh, but it was all the same shit watching kids open toys or old ladies open toys. Cause who has kids don't have fingernails like that. And they right. play with them in front of the screen, man. Weird. But, um, well, uh, speaking of YouTube, like, I'm I'm honestly my YouTube is like all hate five six at this point. Hate five yeah. six South Babylon yeah. shit like that. Like I just like if I have time to sit down in front of something, like it's usually to research for the show or anything like that. And right. hate five six is probably the best resource for that that I've found. Absolutely. I, I don't know how that guy keeps it up. I mean, I I know Sonny has made it his career, right? I, I think yeah. I think that's the way it goes now. Well, it like should be. I hope it's his career. Yeah, I think I think that's about it. <laughs> it's it, the turnaround time is incredible. I don't, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know how anybody can do that. You know, I mean, I've done podcasts where I record them right now and I release them in a couple hours, but that's 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 much easier, man. Making right. a podcast, maybe you don't agree with me, maybe you will, but I just said this in this little des- feature I did in Decibel. It's the easiest shit. Like, yeah, to to do a podcast and release it worldwide. Mm-hmm. It takes very little effort, right? Uh, it doesn't mean it's going to be good, right? It's, it doesn't speak right. to the quality of it in, in any capacity, but it's it's going to be easy to do. Um, and I think a lot of people figured that out during the pandemic. Yeah. And thankfully, a lot of people found other things to do and have mm-hmm. stopped doing it. So, right. uh, no, yeah. I agree 100% because um, I don't know how popular this view is, but like I, I kind of feel like hardcore as a community is something that like you're not necessarily obligated to pay your dues to it but i think that it's important that's kind of the bread and butter of like what keeps things rolling in hardcore is people Mm -hmm. doing creative things that contribute to it and you know 
paying their respects to that craft in that way. And right. could you imagine like when, when you're saying, you know, how easy it is to make a podcast? I mean, that that's the truth. My music episodes take me two to three hours to make tops, you know, right. if I'm, if I'm working and focusing on it. Um, and I know that, you know, I mean, I have a, I have a nine-year-old, I have a family and, you know, a life and everything like that too. Um, but just imagine if more people, even if they did the same exact thing that I did with the music show, yeah. like if, if more people would flood that space with, you know, hardcore content and shit like that, it really doesn't take that much effort. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it takes effort, but it's like you said, it's not hard. Well, if you don't, it's not hard and it's, it doesn't take a lot of effort if you're, if you're enjoying it, right? Yeah, like, no doubt. I am. I'm sure you're the same as me. I, it, it is not a chore to listen to new, new music. That's what I do every single day. Every single day I have an earbud in my ear like I do right now. And yeah. I'm sitting in my cubicle and I am just listening to almost 90% of the time. I'd say I'm listening to a new record for the first yeah. time. That's how I listen to music. I do it all day long on you know i just i have a folder on my screen on my phone that says to listen and i just listen to each <laughs> each nice. album one time through and then on to the next one start to finish all, i has even if i hate it i listen to it start to finish dude i it's do like that a, too it's like i have to you know yeah it's it's like the whole piece it's like watching a movie right. like i feel like <laughs> What actually you know? like earlier today you posted that thing about pol polterguts. Is that the way we say that name? Holy and fuck. uh dude, that and that was the first so time good. today was the first time I listened to that. And yeah, when something's cool and unique, you know, you it sticks out. And yeah, uh, I listen to a lot of shit and I don't remember most of it, but some mm -hmm. things like that one, like hey, this was yeah. this was cool. So, like honest opinion on that, what'd you think? I it's like I don't know. When I was listening to it, I was thinking. Some of this is like corny. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't mind. It reminded me a little bit of the band Orthodox. Okay. There was, uh, there was, I'd say there's some new metal in this for sure. A little bit of death metal, um, but hardcore. It was just like, a, it was a nice, uh, nice combination of things that I like. And like I said, a little corny, but sometimes I like corny. Well, so like when I say corny, I, I use the word corny all the fucking time. And I feel like most people use corny as a negative. Obviously, I don't necessarily use corny as a negative. I like I make corny music. I know it's corny and I like it because it's corny. I mean, corny is catchy sometimes if you do it right. And there's a lot of shit on that album that might, you know, it comes off as corny, but it's I was fucking singing it to myself when I was, you know, doing something later and it, it just sticks in your head. And, um, the, so the band, the, 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 the front man, uh, reminded me of the guy from King eight, 10. Yeah. Okay. And, I can see, I can see yeah. that for sure. I don't know that band well, but I know exactly what you mean by that. Yeah. And he has it or like, kind of like a, like a, a I don't want to say Corey Taylor, but like, kind of like Corey Taylor feel to it. Mm -hmm. Like the tone of his voice didn't really sound like Corey Taylor, but kind of, um, his phrasing and, and the way that he approached things kind of reminded me a little bit of that. So I yeah. like that. Um, it's, but mo most importantly is that it was different. That's what, yeah. that's what grabbed yeah. me. I was like, wow. Cause there's a lot of bands with those, I call them tree root logos, but like there's a lot of <laughs> bands in that scene and it's, it's cool to have, you know, shit like that, that just really sets apart from everything else that's coming out. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And it's, 
it's uh it doesn't sound to me like a band that is gonna get popular but i also mm. have figured out that i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about most of the time really yeah. you know i used i used to think i knew and uh now i realize that's not the case anymore i am out of touch as much as i like to act like i'm not i'm 37 i barely leave my house i live with my wife and two two girls I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know what's going on out there. You know what right. I mean? Like, I know. Like, and for the most I, part, I only the know way. through the internet. Yeah. I only know through the internet and, uh, and that's just being real. Well, um, I think that as far as bands that are, you know, able to get big and shit like that, the only real thing that I've noticed is you can get big. If you have a good lineup, that's actually committed to the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you suck in the beginning, like you'll find your sound as long as you guys are working together and you're committed. Commitment is a big one. You know, there's lots of great bands that I feel like could be a lot bigger. Even if you don't find your sound. And uh, I think even if the sound just continues to evolve and the, the, I remember getting an argument, not a heated argument, but an argument with uh, justice from trapped in the ice, who I'm friends with back, back, back when, um, and he was saying title fight is like the it was them at their height. He was saying like title fight is like the best hardcore band. Title fight is not a band that I like or ever likes, right? Mm-hmm. And my argument was something like, no, the the or he said I think it was hardest working. I think that's what we were arguing about. Hardest working. Okay. I said, if we're arguing hardest working, and this is when they were nothing. Um, I said it's either full of hell or code orange kids. Wow. And, I was uh, gonna say, I was gonna say code orange um when you said that. <laughs> right and this was this was back then so this was they were still the kids back then yeah and uh those two i think they had just done a split together Mm -hmm. and those two bands uh and this is not taking anything away from title five i'm just giving uh, a doubt yeah no doubt referencing the you know the conversation and but full hell and code orange kids don't sound anything well full hell a little similar but they don't really they're entirely different bands at this point for the most part i believe it's this mostly the same people but just totally dedicated to what they're doing and never stopped and and they uh as far as i know are all professional musicians at this point as professional as you can be yeah i agree i don't know any of the neither of them are really playing hardcore anymore but who gives a shit they they came up in it they went they went on to something else and oh yeah they used the ethos and the the work ethic and did it so good for them Um, i don't really know i don't know anybody personally in code orange um but I do know Dylan um, from Full of Hell, and I used—I say I used to know Dylan because I did know Dylan early on. But now it's been so many years, I wouldn't say I know Dylan anymore. Okay, but, yeah. Um, well, I my old band used to play with Sun Eater, which was a band in our area that Dylan sang for. So that's how I met okay. him. Um, and then he had left and started Full of Hell, and they just evolved into a monster i mean like it was insane um i was i was not like paying attention to what they were doing like way early on i mean nothing against them they were like just another regional band you know i wasn't like i wasn't really uh conscious of how like they were spreading and shit and then all of a sudden one day they were like fucking huge and i mean they worked for it man i mean they they toured relentlessly they worked hard well, that's that's they're a great example of one of the things that I love, or one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast or getting it out website, because early on, full of hell 
I forget which one. I think it was Dylan was sending the demos into Stereo Killer. So I reviewed like the first demo. Cool. And then I reviewed and they were like, hey, we like that review. Can you do the other one? So they asked me to review the other one. I like that. I gave that one a positive review. Then they get signed to A389 Records, who happens to be a, a friend of mine, Dom. And I live in Baltimore at the time where that's based out of. I get my hands on that. I'm part of like, you know, I get to do I'm doing more I'm reviewing their records every year. And like mm-hmm. at some point, it's just kind of like this is an opportunity to push this band who I think deserves it. And yeah. not that what I did had really anything to do with their success, but it was just cool to be on the ground floor of something and saying like, oh, for pushing sure. it and saying, go, just go, go, go. I don't, <laughs> I just want to watch what happens. And uh, yeah. And it's just been, you know, and that's why I say like, I don't, I wouldn't say I know them at all at this point, but I love seeing what they're doing. Um, same thing can be said with turnstile. I don't, I don't, at, at this point, I don't know the guys in turnstile, turnstile at all. But their mm-hmm. singer once told me I saved him from getting his ass kicked at the championship in in Lemoyne, PA. I don't. He told me the story. I don't even know what the story is. I think I was too drunk. But like, <laughs> it's just a it's just a band that like I knew those guys when they were younger, and I watched them go, and I want them to keep going. And uh, I don't know. It's just cool to see. I have and that. Same that's something thing, that dude. gets to happen with doing this. Yeah, dude. I have that same thing with Turnstile because um, we played a show with them when they were in that uh, One Step Too Many band way back in the day. Yeah. yeah. I've been rooting for them. I'm not the biggest Turnstile fan. I don't hate Turnstile. I'll put it that way. I don't like put them on very often, but um, you know, I'm rooting for them. Like I, I definitely wish them success. It's really cool to see what they've done and how far they've come. You know, yeah. I'll keep yeah. rooting for them. You know, I mean, I don't know, but you're you're also talking to the the guy that thinks that Steel Nation should play the Super Bowl halftime show, like do do a medley, like Steel Nation was been changed strength for a reason. Which like, which state? Which Steel Nation lineup? Hmm. Right now, right now, baby. All right, yeah, I, I'll take yeah. right now too. Uh, I, I love yeah. Steel Nation. I, I I really do love Steel Nation. They're one I mean, of my we can we can even have like band. a couple Soul Swallower songs like thrown in there real quick. Yeah, we got to bring Pat back then. Yeah, Pat's yeah. got to do it. Right. <laughs> you know, no, I'm all about it. No, they were, they're one of my favorite bands like ever. I mean, probably it's, it's so hard to say like favorite hardcore bands because I've been so like, I, I've run into this like a ton of times, like trying to answer this question and stuff. But like, I don't know. I'd have to say Steel Nation, Strength for a Reason, Wisdom and Chains are the most influential. Um, but I'm, I'm uh, as a Pennsylvania of- guy, I'd, 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 I'd uh, mostly agree. Mm-hmm. I I will I flat out say that Wisdom and Chains is my favorite hardcore band of all time. But I equate the, the the to the question, what is your favorite hardcore band of all time? I like to really consider it, and I think when people say that their favorite hardcore band of all time is fucking Judge and they're thirty seven years old like me, what does that mean? You listen to you yeah. listen to we're bringing it down for decade you know two decades and then they find or whatever probably less 15 years and then you went to see a couple of their reunion shows is that that's your favorite that's your favorite hardcore band of all time they didn't like you weren't part of it they didn't you didn't come to me your favorite hardcore band should be a like or favorite any band should be a band that has brought you the most enjoyment how many times you get to sing along to that band crowd you you know like how into it's just being part of it i guess so it's just weird to everybody. Everybody wants to say it's somebody from the early '80s or or late '80s, early '90s, and uh, I think that's bullshit. And you should just like what you came up with. And 
enjoy yeah. it, you know. I don't know. It's just going back to what I was saying, just push with push the shit that be real about it. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, well, I I agree and I I like I'll always put up for my home um everything I do, every episode that I do either ends up talking about PA hardcore, I play PA hardcore or whatever and <laughs> I would say <clears throat> I think the first time I saw Wisdom and Chains seriously, I was like 14 or 15 and I'm 31 now. So, um, you know, I, I've seen that band <laughs> and I've seen Strength and I've seen Steel Nation. Like those bands, you know, I, I agree with everything that you said. Those bands, um, not only were they influential musically, but they all have something different to offer, but they all come from the same place. And right, right. they brought us anthems that brought us together you know they they brought us anthems that um we love and appreciate and and i mean wisdom there are just too many to name um that's the simple fact of that um you know steel nation brought us um amazing albums experiences um the uh the what would you call the first full-length Steel Nation album? I guess would be Soul Swallower. Right? Forever Wounded. I would forever call. It, I would say Forever Wounded is the okay. first full-length. Okay. Well, f- uh, well, Forever Wounded um, is an experience, you know, um, to get through yeah. it from start to finish. I know that this might sound crazy to some people, but to me, it's like putting on Dark Side of the Moon. It's like. I'm not gonna. That's just, a little excessive, but I'll. Take I don't it. know. I I see like, but that's like the regard that I, I love that record. But come on, man. <laughs> no, I mean like I, I mean if I listen to Dark Side of the Moon, I'm not gonna listen to a song off of it unless it's like on the right. radio. Okay, I, guess. I got you. Yeah, I understand. If um, I Forever Wounded, to, I always I really appreciate it because they came, that was after change. I mean, they got rid they got rid of Pat, and it was a big change. So, so uh, I, I mean I've I've had li- literally every member of Steel Nation on getting it out for real. So, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. had Steve yes. and Ethan, and it was one of my favorite shows because they're just. I had so Steve nice. by himself, and then I had the the other three: Alex, Steve, and or Alex, Ethan, and Neil all at one time. That's awesome. Um, but uh, but we talk uh, we we talked about when I had Steve on. I think we talked about the early years when they had a different guy uh-huh. singing for him. And I remember them playing those shows and like covering Scarhead and the demo tape that they had with them. <laughs> and uh, awesome. it wasn't nearly what, what it is now. And then there was the Pat Ears, right? And that was awesome. Mm-hmm. But then then when they came out with Forever Wounded, but I think first was the split with Crucified. Yes. But that was Forever Wounded Yeah, that was a double or nothing um, record split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which by the way, I liked your uh, episode with the Nova Score guys. We and, and when you were referencing a lot of those double or nothing record stuff, I was like, damn, there, there were a lot of a lot of hits there. Uh, but classics. Anyway, my point uh, mm-hmm. about Forever Wounded to come out of that, like we just they lost their singer and said, "Fuck it, we're going to do it ourselves." Uh, between Neil and and Steve, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it would work, and yeah. uh, they killed it. <laughs> they oh, absolutely yeah. killed it, and they, they've kept it that way since. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, you know, and and I just I rank it among the classics, man. Like it has this. I I also rank Class War, um, by okay. Wisdom in the in the same uh and and Die Young, frankly, um, and uh Blood Faith Loyalty from Strength for a Reason. I would even have to say, um, Through Cold Eyes. 
Um, the last strength reason? Uh, was it the last Is one? It? I I think it may have been the last one. So. Yeah, but that. Um, I think personally through cold eyes is one of the best hardcore songs written in the past decade, top shelf, yeah. top tier quality. Um, I, um, okay. So anyway, we would be very upset with ourselves if we didn't talk about your website, um, which is why which is, you know, we kind of, we kind of got around to it when we were talking about stereo killer and stuff. And obviously um, here in PA stereo killer, uh, I, I don't know how far your reach was, um, you know, here in PA stereo killer was a big deal for PA hardcore. Um, and now you are going to be on getting it out.net. Well, you're already there. You launched it. What last week? Um, last week, maybe a week before it's been a very quiet launch, mm-hmm. which is kind of intentional. Um, <coughs> it's I've literally been working on it for almost three years okay uh covid kind of slowed things down i was doing it uh i I do what i can and i have a guy who handles who's actually doing it right i'm just doing the i'm putting i'm basically doing the data entry on it writing the articles putting pictures and all that type of stuff which is a lot of work it's a lot it's a it's a lot of stuff i have entered over like 980 band pages for mm-hmm. individual bands. So if say you want to look up end it, which I have it on my other screen here, it just popped up. Mm-hmm. You go there, there's going to be a page for well, any of the bands that we talked about steel nation, strike for reason, wisdom and chains. They'll have, they'll have band pages there mm-hmm. and you're going to go there and it's going to give you links to everywhere. You can listen to them. It's going to give you a link to every single music video. They have a bio a picture members, all that type of stuff. But that's just like, a feature, right? Okay. The 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 main thing is obviously supposed to be a hub for getting it out podcast. Yeah. And if if anybody who's listened to podcasts is aware, we, we talk mostly about hardcore here, but I do more than hardcore. I I basically do whatever music I want, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, usually that's metal hardcore punk rock but sometimes it's just fucking rock and roll man sometimes i hear something like brother hawk if you ever listen to brother hawk if you haven't listened to brother hawk please go listen to brother hawk i'll just do like a band like that and uh right i enjoy down. it because <laughs> i'll check oh, it out dude, it's it's all hardcore guys too so we can put that in there um okay but getting it out.net is just supposed to be a place where you can go to get all the information about every podcast episode but at the same time get music news uh, I will be updating it daily with music news, whatever I get, like I talked about earlier, getting those promo emails. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff that I want to put up there though. And it's the stuff that I think is relevant and the stuff that I think is interesting. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of what I want to put out there. Good. Um, there will be reviews. There's already a lot of record reviews up there. Mm-hmm. The problem is that most of these are several years old. I started, well, like two years old at the, at the most. I started writing this stuff early on before I realized how long this was actually going to take like the, to roll it out. Yeah. So the, the only really recent review is the one I did for B. Wells, Hello, Son. And uh, I was very happy to write that review because I love that record. It was but good. It reminded, it reminded me how hard it is to write like an entirely... 
I don't want to say personal, but like a, an entire like article. That's tough to do. Yeah. And uh, my feet haven't been wet for a long time. So those things will be happening. It's just uh, what I want it to be is a place where I can go or anybody can go to get into uh, to, to find all the information they want about bands they like and the music they like. How about uh, how about uh, shows? Are you doing a show calendar? Not doing a show calendar because I don't know how to do that yet. Okay, I don't know how to work that in. Uh, that was one of the great things about Stereo Killer and PA Hardcore way yeah. back in the day because they he had that figured out where it was shows for any state. I think mostly us in Pennsylvania used it, but mm-hmm. but that was the way to go for that. Yeah, but, but it, it was cool I, because if it was like a Wednesday night and you know you just wanted to hop on and see if anything was going on. Right. You know, you would know. We don't have a place like that. Or yeah, do we? we don't. And I don't know how I don't know how you maybe we do and we don't know about it, but I don't know how you do that because you have to allow a lot of you have to allow the the inmates to run the asylum. You have to allow the people well, yeah, to get yeah. in there and I was just gonna I don't say, know how you do that. Yeah. No, I don't understand the technology side of it, but what I like I do understand that you would have to promote to people to get them to put their shit on there. You can't, you can't take the time and do all that yourself. It'd be impossible. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, even just what, what I try to do every week is every Friday, I put up a list of new releases for the week. And I, I hate the way I have to word, word it. I have to word it this week's new releases because I can't figure out a better way to do it mm-hmm. because most people release music on Friday, but not everybody does. Mm-hmm. So like, like last week, um, Mutually assured destruction dropped ascension like on ascension, a Wednesday yeah. or something. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that and was just gets it. And end of one put out that record the other day on like a Tuesday. And yeah, I get caught up in these things. I'm like, well, I can't say it's Friday's new releases and then include this because it's not it's not from Friday. Well, not that anybody's going to give a shit, but I'm going to notice and that's going to annoy me. Well, but anyway, the, the site is just go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, go ahead, fin- finish. Because I'm, I'm going to take <laughs> no, you off somewhere else. <laughs> as I say, anyway, the site is just a place where I want you to be able to find information about bands, mm-hmm. uh, specifically bands that I've had on the podcast. But I haven't had 980 bands on the podcast. You know, mm-hmm. like we mentioned, I only had 224 episodes. Not all of them are interviews. It's every band that I feature as far as music that rolls into the podcast. Every every band that gets played on the way out of the podcast. Everybody's got a band page there. There's bands from from way back that I just have on there because I want on there. Uh, Feeble, which is you know pre Wizard yeah. and Chains. Uh, Animal House has a page That's on there. Feeble vinyl. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, it's, <laughs> that that Feeble seven inch is uh, yeah. is probably my favorite seven inch ever. Yeah, uh, still I still got the sticker in mind. I got you know eventually got to find a good place for that. But anyway, it's just a it's a uh, it's a passion project for sure. Yeah. Whether, whether it's worth it, I don't know, but uh, I hope to make it. So I have, I have one question and then a follow-up. Are you doing all of the band profiles yourself? Yes. Wow. That's a huge undertaking. But, I mean, bravo. It, that's awesome. It is, and I have a form, a Word document, Google Doc, whatever you want to, that... I send to people when they reach out to me. If oh, somebody cool. says, Hey, if somebody says, Hey man, can, uh, 
can you play my music? Because I always I try to mention in every podcast episode that I will play your songs. I don't give a shit what it is. Yeah. Send it. I'll play it. I'll play it. I, it which kind of goes back to something we were talking about earlier where maybe we weren't. I don't know. But I don't necessarily love everything I talk about and do on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But it's not for me. It's for the people who made it. So if I can help promote whatever, I'm going to do it. So yeah. if you reach out to me and you say, hey, man, can you play my music on the podcast? I might say, hey, hey, sure, but can you do me the favor of filling out this this information, this mm-hmm. form, so I can make you a band page, so it all like integrates, right? And <laughs> you wouldn't believe how often yeah. people don't. They're like, oh, oh, no, yeah. fuck it. they don't say anything. They just don't do it. And it's like they want something from you, but when you're like, hey, I need this little bit of effort from you, mm-hmm. uh, they bow out. It's it's weird, but it's true. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I'm, uh, I'm not trying to sound negative or whatever when I say this, but like, you know, you offer a service, um, that you don't charge for you're helping them out. You're trying to, you know what I mean? Like you're just, you're just trying to help them out. And in order for you to help them, they kind of have to, you know, do a small part of that, very small part of that, which, you know, um, I started, you know, I, I try to make it a point on my show to give links to like, Hey, if you're on Instagram, yeah. check them out here, check the label out here. Um, I, I mean, if I'm putting 20 bands or 15 bands on a show, like make your Instagram or your links like accessible. A lot of people don't. And I think it's a good idea. I think it's needed actually, to be honest with you. Um, if you're doing this, I might just on my show, instead of like going through all the trouble, looking up links and everything, I'll just go to you. I'll just tell people to go to you (laughs) (laughs) because like, I, uh, I mean, I, there's, there's some bands that like, I can't necessarily find them. And and after a while I'm like, all right, uh, like, I don't know. You can look them up. Well, you know, the the naming convention of hardcore bands makes it difficult. Yeah. Uh, When, when your band is called end it, Mm-hmm. That's not easy to Google when it's right. when it's drain, <laughs> you, you right. know, like, and and that's like a really specific thing to hardcore. Uh, the the really simple band names that that we all love, right? Mm-hmm. We love these band names. And we if if it weren't like this, if they were elaborate, it'd be weird. A, a band name just popped up right now on my screen, and Zulu. Oh yeah, fucking. That's that's like a that's like a that's a uh, Finnish metal band, which is cool. But man, if a if a uh, hardcore band came out and said we're, we're Anz, and Zillow, I think it was like that's a little weird. That doesn't fit. <laughs> it's just not right. Yeah, so yeah, so end it. Be well. Drain. Mm-hmm. Gulch. Whatever those those one worders, two worders, short stuff. It's hard. Yeah, to that's do gotten when, popular. And, and it's it's harder to do when nobody knows you. Mm-hmm. And that's the ones that we're usually trying to promote. So to Google that and have their information. It's tough. So yeah, send them my way. Maybe I'll have a yeah. band page for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I think um I think that there's been a lot of kind of like uh consolidation of a lot of these sites too that um has helped with like uh you know, SEO and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. Cuz you're right. I mean, it's it's not I mean, if you're an outsider, it's not easy to stumble across this shit you know you're not going right. to necessarily right. just stumble across a band like end it who's dropping good music and should be 
paid attention to. Um, you know, and there probably are a lot more people out there that if they necessarily knew what to check out, you know, and you too, like covering, uh, rock and metal and shit have, um, the potential to expose a lot of people, um, you know, who, who might not have found that stuff, but they went to getting it out.net. And there you go. You know? Yeah. And, and to your point, I, I should do, and I'm thinking about that, as you said, I should do a better job of mixing up what I play on the show that goes along with interviews. Like today I did an episode with misery index, right. Mm-hmm. Who's a pretty well-known death metal band and leading in and leading out of that episode, I played two death metal songs. I, should, I probably shouldn't do that. I should probably mix in hardcore songs or punk rock songs or whatever. And the cat's going to get fed. That's all good. I got one running upstairs too. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for it to finish. So <laughs> I should just mix in the other stuff, right? Instead of just idea. making it all a death metal episode, I should throw in some hardcore, especially in that, in that uh, episode, we ended up talking about Baltimore hardcore, you know? Yeah. So uh, it wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad place to put in a next step up song, even though they're not really a band anymore. It'd be you know, a good way for people to know what we were talking about, but yeah, people that need to, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's, no, it's I hard to, it's, it's hard to get it right. You know, it's like, I, you're not I don't doing get something right. that you're not doing something that has an equation to follow. I mean, like, um, like our our craft is relatively new and when i say our i mean like radio and podcasting and shit i mean the shit yeah. in general is only like 60 years old there's death there's miles and miles of untreaded territory and especially in you know underground music um you <laughs> know so you know you don't have any mold that you have to fit into i think that you know if you have death metal people tuning into a certain show to check it out like why not put up a next step up song and you know maybe you'll I mean, if you, you get one person that looks it up that's a success right right and you that's know? that's all it is i mean i i i brought it up earlier but um i it was i thought it was very cool and i'm very glad that it happened that they put me in in decibel magazine last Dude, month. yeah yeah we're, um, we're going to talk about that but we'll let's yeah as the real <laughs> and but but i said in there uh there's a good chance nobody's going to hear this like Mm. not your not this right but if you're doing a podcast like you so know know that you might just be talking to one person and that's cool enough right that's that should be when i when i look at i I don't look anymore i used to look all the time i really don't look anymore it's kind of funny the way it works but i used to look like every week at where people were listening to the podcast Mm -hmm. i don't i never look i should check it out but um to see like that 17 people listened in indonesia yeah what the fuck man what? Yeah, that's cool. I, like, like why why would they do that but it's you know to, to know that you're getting through to people and actually showing people something is is pretty interesting it's pretty cool i agree um and i'm just just being real i don't look at numbers at all um yeah I just put it out yeah. everywhere yeah you I can't mean, it's, like, it's dem- it can be demoralizing too and you, you don't want to do that i don't care I, I don't care if, because like, like you said, like I I'm genuinely enjoying talking to you. It's just, it's just a nice thing to do in the evening, chill out and talk about right, things that right. I love too. Likewise. So, yeah. You know, um, if three people listen to it or 300 people or 3000, obviously I'm grateful. Um, right. 
but ultimately the number doesn't really make too much of a difference to me because I'm doing something that I like. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it'd be almost like sitting on the front porch with two acoustic guitars and just jamming out for a little bit, you know, like, right. Except I can't play and you probably can. So I'd just be fucking playing player. No, nah, man, I was the, the I was a uh, uh, quote unquote singer. Oh, okay. For a hardcore band. And it, I didn't do a good job, but <laughs> really no, no, no. <laughs> but I did do a job. Uh, was, awesome. was that no no i said you probably did a great job oh there's proof you can find it on spotify <laughs> pleasant living yeah um, yeah it was in this band pleasant living and uh, awesome. we had a record on a389 records which was cool mm-hmm. uh, which is funny though because and it just announced the name of their their new record is unpleasant living which i don't know if that's a shot yeah, at I, us, saw that. But yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think so yeah hopefully not right um, no, 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 no. It's just yeah. a, it's a, it's a common saying in Baltimore, pleasant land, your, the land of pleasant living. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. What's your uh, favorite A three eight nine band? Ooh, that could be. Do you? I mean, that could be so many different bands. Really, I'm, I'm pulling. Wis- Wis- Wisdom and Chains is, was an A three eight nine. Oh band, yeah, that's so it could true. be that's Slumlords and <laughs> uh, in, in, Integrity, Full yeah. Hell. Mm-hmm. Um, my band i put it you know as as dumb as it is to say i loved doing that band when i did it well not necessarily but i love that i have that band from then i love that i have a record and i got to do a record on that label ringworm was on that label uh yeah black guy you murder all these bands like i have no business having been in a band that was on that label and that's it was really just a matter (laughs) of who you know (laughs) you know that wasn't a that wasn't a what are you playing that's a who you know home record has some record amount on but uh, hey aren't those guys like aren't we allowed are we allowed to talk about those guys i don't know i i, <laughs> I don't know i like i have no idea what you're talking about god apparently me. they did some things uh, apparently uh, they did some things in there something yeah. or whatever i don't know i all i know yeah. is the uh i liked the music but but you know if they're off the docket we don't have <laughs> no to i did i i really did i really did like those records too yeah um, um weekend um, nachos are they cool to talk yeah. about? Yeah, um, I think they're still good. <laughs> so no, Balbo. Yeah, um, yeah. Noisem. Um, I'm actually looking noisem. at it now, but like Noisem Iron, was so cool. Iron Reagan, I completely forgot. Um, yeah. Young and in the way. Yeah, I remember when, when Young and in the way they were dicks. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of I have a lot of uh, eight three eight nine stories, but uh, Young and in the way were dicks. Uh, they played the one bash, and I was I was working a, a hot dog stand. I was making hot dogs and I snuck, I came in with a case of beer and just brought it in with me to the, to Sonar. Yeah. And uh, I drank Natty Bow and made hot dogs and gave them out to people. And uh, sorry if you had a veggie hot dog at, uh, at the A389 10 year bash pointy last show, you didn't have a veggie hot dog. You had a hot dog. Oh uh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, who knows what happened back there, but uh but now young and in the way with dicks i went up to him at one point and i was like hey i forget well i was just making small talk like i, I helped put together your records like physically pack mm-hmm. their records and uh one guy just blew me off and uh i think i called him out then if i didn't i'll call him out here hey you're a dick <laughs> i think they're canceled now too so who knows so many bands from that label got the guy quote unquote canceled um no shit yeah yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about that part of hardcore anymore. Like, 
I, I, I have no idea. Like if, if someone's not cool, like someone's got to tell me because I, well, really I mean, there's some, there's some guys from other, I, I, I'm not going to even bring names into it because it's sure. some real fucked up stuff. But uh, some guys from some of the bands are like, uh, like any normal person would spit on them if they ever saw them, you know, yeah. like they are uh, the epitome of pieces of shit. And unfortunately, That's they did. Tough. They made some really cool music and put it yeah. out on my favorite record label. But uh, yeah. yeah, they're uh, scum of the earth types. Yeah, man, that sucks. But that was vague. But I had that's to okay. Be. Yeah. Um. But I mean, a three eight nine as a label too, though. I mean, just legendary. Um. Some of my favorite stuff that absolutely. Uh, he put out though. Now that I'm looking, I have Discogs pulled up here and <clears throat> specific. Um, ones that he put out Martyr, Martyr Immortal by Pulling Teeth mm-hmm. um, The New Nation by Steel Nation uh, which is Vig- Soul Swallower yeah yeah, um, yeah. Vigilante Saint by uh, Wisdom and Chains mm-hmm. yeah um, In My Way I disagree with you on that but that's okay <laughs> it's okay it's okay um, disagreements always welcome um (laughs) you know i mean what a label i haven't really the thing is i haven't really talked about um a389 very much on my show and that's not for any reason just because it's never it's been it's been basically a a dead label until recently the only thing he's done recently i mean it was dead he he killed it and then he brought it back recently to do the coldest life reissues and that's really all he's doing yeah now he's doing uh He's doing Dying Breed as well, and he's putting out some of his own stuff. He has a new band. This is going to become an A389 commercial, and I don't mind because <laughs> Dom right. is a very good friend of mine, and I and I I love his I love him and his record label. Uh, yeah. But he has a new band with uh, Mike Score from All Out War and Adam Jarvis from Pig Destroyer and uh, Bert, or what's his name Art from uh, Bloodlet. It's called End Rain. They've got a new thing coming out. Um, <coughs> he's got a, a uh, like a melodic hardcore band. The melodic hardcore band with uh sebastian from noisem yeah and uh who else chris from pulling teeth wow it was one that i originally was doing vocals for and i didn't move quick enough so he got another guy to do him he's actually i'll spill the beans here it was actually a thing that he was gonna have you know what i won't i keep that i, I don't think i can say that it's all good <laughs> um one thing that i always liked about a389 i've always been drawn to like darker stuff and like more like gothic type stuff or you know whatever um especially like black metal and black metal imagery and the first rock and roll band i ever got into was kiss um occultism that type of stuff that's one thing that i think i liked the most about his taste with the bands that he picked to be on a389 is he's got a good eye and he's got a good ear for that. Just, I don't even, that theme, you know, metallic. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's funny. You say that because his favorite band is kiss and uh, okay. other than, I mean, his, yeah. I mean, he's a giant kiss fan, yeah. giant kiss fan. And uh, I think he gave me my copy of kiss alive where it's, it's wherever it is around. I think here. I have like four um, copies of that. <laughs> I think that's why he gave me his Best copy. album. Ever, <laughs> I was like, I don't even have it. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, other than that, he obviously loves integrity and you can hear that in, yeah. in this, in, in the sound of all the bands and, in the band know, integrity for, sure, for quite yeah. a while. Yeah. And uh, that's where I think a lot fan? of it came from. 
Um, I do like integrity. Mm-hmm. Would I say, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I don't like some of the stuff, mm-hmm. but only the stuff that sounds like you're vacuuming change off the carpet, you know, like that, mm-hmm. that type of shit doesn't do it for me. But, uh, okay. but the, uh, but yes, season, all those, all those classic records, systems, uh, those are few tomorrow, humanity, even the, the my I honestly and I'm totally biased, but one of my favorites is uh Howling for the Nightmare Nightmare Shall Consume, which is one of the later ones, the one that he did do with Dom. Um but yeah, I do I do really like integrity. Yeah, yeah, they're a cool band. Um it's weird how some of these bands, you know, like a band will get like generally big and then other bands will just have like very diehard cult followings, you know? Yeah, and they're they're a great example of that. I mean, people there are people that love integrity, and uh, good for them. Good for them. Um, yeah, fucking. Right. I know there's a lot of we- people have a lot of weird feelings about them too. I don't. Uh, I've been around Dwid quite a few times. I had him on the podcast as well, mm-hmm. and uh, seems like a normal, totally normal guy to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, like all the the weirdo stories that, uh, but my experience there's nothing to dislike about integrity but everybody has their fucking weird reasons yeah yeah people like to hate it's all good yeah <laughs> yeah for sure i know i like to hate too right yeah uh, yeah no, no. i don't think I, I don't think i do anymore but there was a time there was a time where i was just hating to hate you know you know like i'll find <clears throat> i'll find myself um getting mad at like certain successes like i'll see like a certain band on a show or whatever and i'll be like ah come come the fuck on and then i'll be like ah no i'm jealous that's the problem like that's really (laughs) you know what i mean like i saw turnstile on jimmy kimmel and i was like jimmy kimmel hardcore on corporate tv come on what the fuck (laughs) but like deep down i'm like man that would be so sick that would be so cool and like imagine how many people like are gonna find out about hardcore like with this gateway you know, and then like I, I right, like for for that example, like what what's the alternative? Like, yeah, who else could? Yeah, and and, and I don't know. Not to make it a, a turnstile thing, but because everything feels like a turnstile thing lately. But uh, you know, there. I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it should be celebrated, whether you like the music or not. There's tons of hardcore I don't like tons of it tons of metal i don't like there's tons of yeah punk rock i don't like i don't gotta hate on it i can i can just be an adult and let it right let people like it you know yeah exactly but i i i still have that side of me like that like yeah. angsty teenager side of me <laughs> so um, yeah, that'll never go away getting back to the website um just wanted to shoot an idea that I was thinking about while you were talking about this. So you're going to have all these band profiles. How yeah. would you feel about the idea of a random button? That'd be a good idea. That'd actually be a really good idea. Uh, because right now, one of the things that is missing from the band profile page for the people who are listening, if you go to getting it out.net right now, the way to get to the band profile page is a little hidden at this point. It's under featured bands. If you're looking at the desktop, it'll be up to your right. Um, but if you're on mobile, it'll just be in the, in the menu where, where everything else is. But anyway, when you go there, it's just, it's basically listed 
alphabetically at this point. Yeah. But but there's nothing to separate each letter. Mm-hmm. So what the next step is is to have an A through Z at the top. I got you. Where you can at least localize yourself. You can at least say, oh, it's a B band. So I click this. But I like the idea of the random thing. I'm going to run that by the guy. You know why I say that is because I have the worst habit of wasting time trying to choose something to either listen to or watch. (laughs) Or watch. Yeah. Like I can't watch shit on streaming. I seriously sit there for a half hour and I scroll through, scroll through stuff and I get mad and I turn it off and I just watch YouTube and like, I don't watch anything anymore, but I feel like if there was a random button and it would be like, okay. And I could watch the first five minutes of it and be like, nah, or just like keep watching it. Like who cares? Um, but then I feel the same way about music. Because I'll go to the gym and I'll like maybe put something on and I'll be like, I'm not really feeling this. Then I'll get caught there for like 10 minutes because I take it too seriously. But uh, if I had a random button, that's where the idea comes from. Like if I had a random button to just make my life a little easier. I I like that. And that's that's why it's easy for me to listen to new music because I just listen to the next thing in the folder. Yeah. I don't there's no like what's what am i going to listen to otherwise i do the same thing i funny thing about you saying about watson stuff i was i always tell my wife that ever since we got married i sleep i fall asleep so easily mm-hmm. it doesn't i i don't know what it is it, 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 it was never like this before we got married uh three and a half ish years ago and uh, every night when we go to bed i go to bed like the tv might be on but i'm gonna fall asleep like we can't do anything if we go to if we go into bed like she'll say i want to go up and lay in bed and watch tv like okay well i'm gonna fall asleep and uh and she went away a couple weekends ago went down to a wedding and i found myself laying in bed not being able to fall asleep because i was just doing that i was just looking what do i want to watch what do i want to watch what do i want to watch and then i ended up like to to the usual forrest gump right Yep. And like, I don't know if this is what I want to watch. Maybe I should listen to music. Maybe. So basically, everybody just needs a wife to tell them, here's what we're going to watch. Dude, and no not doubt. that she does that. <laughs> not that she does that. No but like, doubt. but like, I just need, I mean, somebody else to decide for me. And that's what you're saying. The random button. Dude, and, how about uh, this? I like that. I, I wish that my wife would pick what, like, she's always like trying to be like, you know, I'll go ahead, put something on. Like, I want to. And I'm like, no, for real. Like. And she's like, no, and you really pick something. And I'm like, no, please. Like the other day she was watching, um, she was watching this movie called age of Adeline and it had, um, Blake lively. And I missed okay. like, I missed like the first like half hour of it or something, but it's like, um, she has some like freak accident where she gets struck by lightning or some shit and she stops aging. Um, So she lives for like 110 years and she like falls in love with this guy and then abandons him because she's like afraid because she can't age and she'll like freak him out or something like that. I don't know. And then like years and years and years later, she has this like whole life and then she falls in love with this other guy and it ends up that that guy is the, the, his dad is the guy from before, you know, (laughs) and like, just, (laughs) yeah. I think it's kind of silly talking about it now, but like the movie was actually pretty good. It's never anything that I would have watched if she wouldn't have just put it on, to be honest. Like, right, I, yeah. like, I wouldn't even know it existed. 
Well, that's I, I don't necessarily need it to be chosen for me. I just need to narrow down the options. Like if we're watch if if we're watching a show, then that's what's gonna be that's what's gonna go on. There's really no need to like is a genre no enough for you? Like if it's like yo, put no. horror on. No, that's you need something more specific. No. no. Yeah, like no, it needs to be well, we're watching We Own the City, so we're gonna watch We Own the City, and I'm gonna fall asleep five minutes into it. She's yes. gonna get ahead. Like a whole episode, which is which is fine. That's cool. Um, but if it's like we don't have a show to watch, then it's then neither of us wants to touch the remote, and uh, we're just like, <laughs> and then we just end up turning off the TV without watching anything, and then both fall asleep peacefully, which is what we should have done in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So it's dude. I don't finish movies unless they're Marvel movies, and that's only because my son holds me to account, and he'll like drill me <laughs> on like details of it. Other than that. I fall asleep in every fucking movie I watch. Like, I can't help it. I went, I went, I took my daughter to the movies the other day. Uh, we went to see, it was, a, it was a pretty bad kids movie. It's called Bad Guys. Okay. I drew, I drank, it was in like, I don't know, some weird ass middle of nowhere, not middle of nowhere, Norristown. I don't know. It was somewhere between here and Philly. And uh, I drank an energy drink before we went in specifically because i know i have a hard time falling like and i fell asleep and like did you in the, yeah like i drank a, a monster and then fell asleep like i i don't know i so it, it takes me weeks to watch a movie. well all right that's, that's an exaggeration but it takes me a good week to watch a movie because yeah. i'm falling asleep in a half hour and that's cool with me i don't mind but that's just how it is i know dude it's it's like just sitting there for so long i don't know maybe i just get bored or just like what you know <laughs> um all right so i'm gonna rapid fire some uh bands to you here um basically since you do reviews and you you know you're involved in that kind of thing i want to shoot you some bands that have been putting out some new music and if you've listened to them give me your opinion on it like short opinions yeah um okay so have you heard the new malevolence I have yes, and uh, I didn't finish it, but not because I didn't want to. But it was—I uh, think I was walking home from work, listening to it. But it, but it seems like uh, big room hardcore. It seems yeah. uh, it seems like it's it seems very like it'd be a very big hit in Europe. Yeah, uh, is what I get, which doesn't usually bode well for here. Yeah, but uh, but I think it's cool. I think it has a lot of modern metal stuff in it. Uh, reminds me of like Lionheart mixed with something not radio friendly at all but like something more i don't know i don't know i don't know what the what the other band i want to throw on there but i just mean in a in a, a heavy hardcore band that necessarily wouldn't go over huge in the u.s that's probably big in europe yeah okay where are they from i have no idea okay i don't either i can um, tell you a lot about them well i can tell you a lot about that record but that it's called malicious intent and that it came out on nuclear blast maybe yeah but uh that's all I know. Okay, how about and I did new, listen to it though. The new uh, si, si, correct me on how I'm saying this. Simulacra. 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 The infection. The infection spreads or something. The, uh, yeah. I like that one. That's cool. Yeah, they're from Delaware, and uh, it's coming out on days maybe. Yeah, it is. But it's uh, it's grimier than I thought. I didn't want to like the band because I don't like. The, <laughs> this is just being real. I didn't want to like the band because I don't like their name. But okay. uh, it's. But I do, but I have like the 
the way they've gone with their aesthetic, which is it feels so ridiculous to say. I can't believe I used that sentence, but um, for sure. But I like what they did, and yeah. uh, I like that record. It's pretty cool. I've listened to it for for a couple of weeks now. I had the promo for that one, so I, I dig it. I think I don't think it's going to be a band that blows up by any means, but I think it's very cool to see another strong Delaware band. Yeah, because you're the knife's kind of running that right now. But that's okay. That's yeah, cool. that's awesome. That's that's a great answer to that. I feel the same exact way, hundred percent. Um, I you know i i was really into it um okay redemption denied i don't know a lot about these guys other than you love them and uh, the, <laughs> the song the song that i heard you play was good i do think i listened to that was that is the record the record that that's on short or was that just a single um let me look real quick because I feel like that's a name they've they've been around for a while, right? Oh, uh, redemption denied. Yeah. So they put out something in 2013 called Nothing Remains, but okay. I don't know. They're from I think I think they're from Belgium. I was gonna say Belgium. Yeah. And the name the name reminds me of something very European. <laughs> this I feel like I feel like my man Jay Money used to rep them. But uh, but I don't know. I don't know much about them. But I do. But I do like it. It's it's cool. It's heavy. Sounds Belgian. I've heard which is a good thing. I've heard of them, but I don't know where I heard of them from. Maybe like I I (laughs) I don't know. Maybe like stumbled across them one time or something like that. But um, I look. Maybe it just hit me right. I remember when I listened to it for the first time. I was at the gym. And I was just checking it out, yeah. and it was like exactly what I was in the mood to hear. He just maxed out, maxed yeah. out. PR is like, all around. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, it is just aggressive, and it just relentless. Like they just, they're very good at it. It's it's you know, I I felt it was kind of an emotional album. You know, it yeah. was uh, just it, very aggressive. It attacks you uh, relentlessly. All right, next. Um, we talked, but we talked about it, but um, mutually assured destruction, ascension. I think it's really cool and definitely a different, a slightly different direction this time around. Yeah. Uh, Fever Dream, I thought sounded like more only living witness, right? Mm-hmm. With a lot of COC. Um, there was definitely that Southern, not Stoner Rock, but you know, that COC deliverance era stuff in there. And I think there's more of that this time around. Okay. And uh, I like that. I think they're leaning more into the to the metal, big, big, big metal rock, Pantera, not Pantera, um, but like I don't know. I just think it's a cool, I think it's a cool sound. I like the direction they're going on this. I think it's the right way to go too. You know, um, they uh, they're onto something. I mean, like they they could potentially be onto something huge doing what they're doing, sounding like they're sounding. Yeah, that's what I. That's yeah. That's what I mean. Have, yeah. And they to, have, to be like, on triple on B. Yeah. Mm, I don't know, but they, I'm or, sure they will be. And, and having Randy Blythe as a guest vocalist is a good way to get there. You know, so I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see them blow up. And especially with the way Ace works and, you know, his knowledge. Yes. And and that's one articulate motherfucker, you know, makes me feel like a bumbling idiot when, when I hear him talk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so that guy, he'll figure it out. He's oh, already had success in, in with he already brought a hardcore band. I mean, Breakaway might not be huge, but they were they were pretty damn big as far as a hardcore band playing that style can get. That's about as big as you can get. Yeah. And I don't see any reason why he can't 
take mutually assured even further. And Ascension is a great start. I agree. That first EP was incredible. Yeah, I love that. Well, the seven inch or the ten inch? The ten inch. Mm. So that's the second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was it it was insane. Love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I, yeah. I had him on mind to talk about it too, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess the last one was gonna be Be Well. So let, we might as well talk about it. Thoughts on the album. I love it. I love I it. Love and some. I'm not surprised. I'm yeah, I'm not surprised that I love it. Uh, I didn't love it at first. Okay. I think I, I mentioned this while talking to Brian on the recent episode of Getting It Out. It was a little too poppy for me. I don't like poppy. Pop, I don't like pop punk. Right? I don't like it all. Like there's, I'm with you. There's like punk rock bands that I like, uh, like off with their heads and the stuff that has a little, it's a little more throaty. Like it really comes down to the vocals. I always say like I don't like the Menzingers because the guy's voice sounds like mayonnaise, and and. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but it, but, <laughs> but I like, but I love Be Well. And uh, I think there's enough of an edge to it. Uh, McTernan's voice is a little strange sometimes. It cracks and pops like a, you know, a, a kid going through puberty. But, but really what draws me in for them is the lyrics. And I know that's what everybody says about them, but it's, they speak from a different perspective that, has been totally lacking in hardcore and i don't think it really existed before because it's it's like lyrics from and about things that are for fucking grown-ups you know <laughs> you know yeah like there's there's no reason that a 20 year old would would sing a song about the subjects that they're singing a song or the way they're singing or speak about something like that because they don't know the uh the vulnerabilities and the uh they don't know what it's like to like have that feeling of inadequacy, like as a family man and sure. And someone like you or I will, and you gotta, you've got to have a lot of life experience to be able to uh, relate to something like that. And if you can't relate to something like that, it might just sound silly. And now I don't know that it, I I never thought that it would work with the, with the melodic hardcore that they're doing, but it does. It, It totally does. It hits the spot for me. A lot of it sometimes maybe i think it's i put a lot of personal stuff on it mm-hmm. uh he references baltimore and that early stuff you know the first record the weight and the cost not some but like on hello sun it's a picture of baltimore i don't know it's just it's something that i think is i think they're saying stuff that's more important than most hardcore bands are saying specifically yeah. for people of a certain age i got a picture i'm looking at right past this computer screen of a friend of mine the best friend I ever had who used to come to every hardcore show with me back in the day in, in York, Pennsylvania. We went, we went all over the place. We, it's where we grew up and we went everywhere together and hardcore shows. And he, he, he's dead. He took his own life six months ago. And, and I wish he could hear songs like this, you know, not, not that I think it changed anything. I just, I just wish he could hear, but maybe um, it would. You yeah, know? maybe it would, but you know, maybe, maybe it wouldn't, but you know, it's just like the, like I hear these songs, I think him, and it, yeah. and I think it makes me understand how he felt and why he felt like his option was an option. And sure, it's um, hardcore has um, never done that for me before, and that's why. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm kind of taken like back for the first time ever. <laughs> like I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 
like eerily a beautiful thing you know what i mean that you can kind of like relate positively to such a dark thing through hardcore music i mean that's cool um i'm sorry to hear about your friend awful you know (laughs) yeah you know it's not it's not it doesn't have to all just be it doesn't have to just all be anger and uh it's just such a creatively positive outlook man like to to articulate it like that you know what i mean um and i and i think that that's super important um but i mean i know you know to get personal about an album i kind of know that you know uh this is our revenge by with honor which is i guess ironically also a melodic hardcore album but like um uh you know my mom had cancer and i had a lot of tough times Um, right right and that album was one of the albums that was on constant rotation there's a lot of there's a lot of uh parts on that album that'll get me misty eyed you know (laughs) because they they like you know evoke certain memories or whatever um it's just crazy that that kind of like music like even music that you like that just comes out and hits you that you can have that kind of emotional reaction and re- and relate it to something in your life that, you know, could, could turn in a, a negative into a positive. I think that's really cool. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's what it's, it's what we all want music to be. Right. Mm-hmm. We all that's, I mean, we don't want every song to be like that because that, that <laughs> could be that's a little, a little too heavy, right? Yeah. But you, but you want to have you, you know, you you want to have that song, those songs, those things. You want everything to res. You want stuff to resonate with you and and feel like it's about you. That's like the that's like the best possible song is that this feels like it's speaking not not about you, but like it's speaking yeah. about this situation. And when it, when it, when it does, it's, it's just, it's a whole different feeling, right? Well, isn't that the it factor that you're kind of looking for when you're, you know, doing something like reviewing bands or, you know, that's especially like if you work at a label and you're looking for the next band to sign, like that's the it factor that you're looking for. That thing that like reaches out of the record and grabs a hold of you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um now now here's here's something do you because i i really don't know i don't know what's going on in melodic hardcore or uh that whole scene it seems to have kind of you know settled down quite a bit there's not too much for sure yeah you know do you think that this could possibly spearhead a resurgence of that kind of music no i don't because i don't think it's because i don't think it's for like we're talking about, I don't think it's for the people who are not intentionally. I just don't think it's, I think the people who are starting new bands are the younger crowd who are not concerned with this. I don't think B well is going to hit a 25 year old. I don't think they're going to give a shit. I think you're not going to see him on the festivals. Right. I mean, no matter the fact that the band has a a hugely impressive resume for every single member. Yeah. um, They're, they're going to be out there doing what they're doing. They're going on tour with four years strong and newfound glory. Right. Yeah. And you couldn't pay me to go to that show. I'm just being honest. Like, <laughs> never in a fucking million years. Am I going to pay money to, or I, I can't stand newfound glory. I think they suck. Really? Um, <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's the voice anyway, but it's like I was saying the pop punk stuff, but 
Dude, I'm with you. But I think I, that's I mean, where like, they're more like <laughs> that's more I, where look. they're likely to have success. <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen Four Years Strong a bunch of times. I've not seen Newfound Glory, but like I know like the big songs and shit like that. But it's not it's not like especially now at this point in my life, like it's not like music I like get down with in my free time. Right. You know, like it's just I'm I don't not, know. Like I've never been I, a big pop punk fan either. I wish I could. I wish I could enjoy things like yeah, that. But it, 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 it just, yeah. it just grates on me. I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's the. I mean, I do know what it is. It's the vocals. Some, some type of vocals just push me off. But um, see, for me, the, it's like it's too happy or sometimes too whiny. <laughs> like, yeah, I can, I can, see, I can see that. Well, like we, you're speaking about melodic hardcore. I think one of the, one of the very, one of the best melodic hardcore bands of recent memory was time and pressure who were great and they okay. just broke up um safe inside records yeah and uh i don't know put out, about that band to be honest oh man go go listen to, the, to their album watch. halfway down they just put it out and then and then broke up shortly after okay uh i had drew their singer on the podcast twice and the guy wrote does writes incredible lyrics not in the same way as uh brian mcturn does for be well they're actually like really clever and intelligent and make me feel stupid uh okay. but there's like great wordplay in it and this and the songs just sound great mm -hmm. um but like then he turned me on to this other band crafter and then there who i think is breaking up anytime now and uh three week rolled three week old roses uh but those are like the only melodic hardcore bands going right now that i know of and half of them are already broken up yeah. so I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna happen again. I don't think we necessarily even need it to happen again. It's kind of nicer when it's uh a novelty um to a degree. Because I, I'm I'm not sure exactly how old you are, but 31. you probably live how old? 31. Okay, so you might have just missed like the or maybe you were there for it, the bridge nine melodic hardcore like flood. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. Like, like 1917 records uh mm -hmm. go it alone blue monday northwest all that northwest stuff champion mm -hmm. um but it, i mean it wasn't just them another breath from new york it was it was all over the place ruiner and it wasn't i'm not complaining right it was it was cool but it was a lot is yeah. all <laughs> um out of all those bands that you named uh ruiner you know mm -hmm. and uh defeater i was into those bands yeah um ruiner always liked they were you know essentially growing up where i did uh, just over the pennsylvania maryland line baltimore was basically like the second home scene we had york pennsylvania but there was baltimore so they were you know close by band so mm -hmm. always appreciated them do you consider the um like touche more or uh like la dispute to be in that like category I think they come along a little later, right? Mm -hmm. But I do. I remember writing a review for "To the Beat of a Dead Horse" by Touche More and mm -hmm. saying, "I'll just listen to Ruiner," and that's what. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like now, I don't know. You know, that might have just been me being an arrogant asshole back then. Yeah, but I'd have to. I, I have to listen to it because I think a lot of people would argue that Touche More is the better option. But Man, they I'm might be so right. I don't know. I, I'm so far removed from that. Um, I was just listening to them the other day and uh, I was never like a regular listener of them, but they came up on my iTunes. So I was like, yeah, sure. And like, uh, it was good. I mean, it was, it was good stuff. You know, I like, yeah. um, you know, when I, when I first 
got into hardcore bands like page 99 were big um mm-hmm. so you know i've i have a respect for that kind of weird like oddball um right whatever post hardcore you know whatever you want to call it i think most people <laughs> would probably say post hardcore but like um lot dispute i mentioned that band um i never knew where to place them but i always liked them i never knew Shout out I, to my I wife, only, by the way, is like the biggest Law Dispute fan in the world. She, yeah, it's, I, it's, I don't, I, I've listened to way too much Law Dispute. <laughs> I don't remember much about him. Oh, I remember really? the guy, like the vocals are kind of ranny. Does he rant yeah, a lot? It's it, like, uh, do you remember? Okay, do you know what it reminds me of, honestly, is uh, Circle Takes the Square. Um, Never knew them. I mean, I know the name, of course. Okay, but okay. okay, so it's like a, like a, like a poetic screamo. It's very okay. dramatic and the delivery is very dramatic. It's like, like, um, you know, everything's got to be epic and very emotional and very, you know. Yeah. That's like, that is like the last thing that it's I, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. I got, <laughs> like, I got, I got a wife and two girls, man. I don't need to hear that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but now my wife loves a lot of dispute. That's why I've listened to so much of it a hundred percent. So like, you know, I, I saw I think them. It, They're very good live. I bet it's something I can listen to now and appreciate, but I bet it's something when I did I, from what I remember that I listened to when I was younger that I had no time for. Yeah. Um, you but you probably know. like circle takes the square a lot more. Possibly. Yeah. It's more aggressive and there's, it's like kind of like a screamo grindcore type, like hipster screamo grindcore. Um, I mean, when I was 15, I just called it hardcore. But right, well, everything you know, it was a big umbrella, yeah. it was a really big umbrella back then, and uh, that was kind of cool. I was thinking about that earlier today. I used to give my friends mix CDs, I used, I used to just unsolicited make my friends mix CDs who did not give a shit about music, uh, because yeah. I wanted it sounded like kind of like now, how like I just want I want people to hear stuff that I like. Um, but I used to give them mix CDs of and it would just say hardcore, but it would be like the craziest combination of bands that somehow were under the hardcore umbrella, but didn't sound a fucking lick alike. It'd be like Philadelphia's go for the throat, Washington DC striking distance, which are kind of similar, but then they'd be like light is the language. And, mm-hmm. um, Vincent Price's orphan power death machine who's a local band from around here. It, like it didn't Cro-Mags would be on it. Hatebreed would be on it. And it's like, look back on, on these things. Like these things, none of those bands may make sense together, yeah. but, they were hardcore at that time, at least yeah, to exactly. some degree. And, you know, I don't think it's necessary. It's, it's pretty close to that now, I guess. I liked, um, I liked to go into shows when I was a teenager and there would be like, you know, maybe two hardcore bands and then there would be a screamo band and then there would be like some like kind of oddball band and then, you know, a yeah, headliner. Yeah. And like, I liked, I liked uh, shows like that. You know, they were always, they were always my favorites because, I don't know, just exposure to different weird creative minds. You know, there's some really, really crazy ass music out there. I, uh, you have the right idea and had the right idea. I just liked it because that gave me more reason to stand out in the parking lot and smoke cigarettes and make jokes. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that, I like that, that was, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with was, uh, the shows comes your fair share of bad bands. You got to honest, you got to be honest about that. You know, that right. does happen a lot. <laughs> 
and sometimes the worst band is the one you're there to see too but you know whatever it was local uh, shows man there's there's a thing about local shows i hope kids still have and i know this this sounds like really old guy stuff but i hope kids just still have local shows to go to does that make sense like when when i was a kid you would go to the the fire hall and it would just be a group of bands playing and nobody had a cd nobody had it maybe somebody had a tape Mm -hmm. but it was just it was just bands playing right nobody had any sort of following because you never heard any because you didn't hear them on the internet Mm -hmm. um so you just hung out every band sucked but eventually they got better, but they only got better by doing it over and over and over. And I think I feel I have to imagine that that's lost and I understand why, but I think it's just lost. See, I don't, I I don't know how to be in touch with like the high school hardcore crowd, you know, not without getting arrested. Yeah. And it's not really something I'm like particularly (laughs) interested in like meeting people of that age range, but I don't know if there are even kids that are like into hardcore at that level. Like I know that yep. there's not at least like those local bands in my area don't exist. So, you know, all the, all the hardcore guys in my area are like either like late twenties, early thirties or older. So, yep. you know, I don't know. I don't know what the, the future of the local music scenes necessarily looks. Like. I'd imagine it's probably like better in the cities. But even the bands that have been coming out seem to be people that are at least like mid twenties, right? Like, right? Seeing, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, there's no like eighteen year old bands or anything like that. Well, I mean, in my area, anyway. You know, maybe there <laughs> is. I I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would be dope if there would be like shows though that like those crowds like would they would be able to reach them and they could come out. Like we I've seen a few like we had some younger like uh metalhead kids that were probably like 11th or 12th grade <clears throat> that were at um a show not too long ago in our uh town which is dope you know it was cool to see them like headbang into like the hardcore bands and shit like that that's you know i just you know there's not many of them i don't know if that shit is going to exist for them like you were saying you know I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a necessity like it used to be. Not really. Yeah. It's and and I mean that like if you wanted to hear it, you had to do it yourself, or I don't know. You had to. It it just wasn't as easy. And I'm not I'm not saying that like we had a rough because I didn't do shit right. <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> patting myself on the back because I didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, I'm just, and I'm not saying it was better back then than it is now, because uh, I don't know that that's necessarily true. I'm just, I, I just don't know if it happens the same way. Yeah. And I, I, it's, I mean, it's. I have a 15 year old daughter, so I think we would, I would know a little bit. She's yeah. she's into music. She went with us to a show the other night, um, but we, I don't hear about it from her and her friends who come over and they, they like aggressive music. Right. Um, I try to keep pretty hands off on that and let them find their own way because I think there's nothing worse than parents pushing their shit and their kids. Just let them, no doubt. let them do their own thing. Um, but I don't know of it around here where I'm at. So it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It just means that I don't know about it. I just hope for their sake that it does, you know, because like yeah, you're saying, yeah, it is a really, really cool 
thing to experience when you're younger. I mean, it, it was probably my first introduction to like actual danger. You know what I mean? And it wasn't like, <laughs> yeah. it's like controlled danger, but like, you know, it was my first introduction to like real chaos. Right. You know, and, and, and like, not like a kind of a, I don't know, but, um, I'm grateful for it for sure. And I'm grateful to have lived. Have you ever been to Altoona? Yeah. Yeah. I went up there. Uh, I went up there once with Steel Nation and I don't remember the other time I went up, but I think Fight Like Hell was playing up there. Oh shit. No, so not been to, maybe. Had you been to the Lion's Den? Yes, I believe so. Okay, cool. That was uh, our. I yeah, might have went up with Barricade once. I don't know, but I okay. I've been up there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was our venue. So that was the that was the spot. Um, I miss that place so much. I mean, that was the perfect place. Everybody knew it, and it drew people. Like I feel like the place just drew. Like people just wanted to go to Lions Den shows. They didn't necessarily care who was playing. They were. It was playing. a hall for me. But uh, it was cool enough place to go, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Back in the day, we had so sixteen, dude. There was a, there was an, an, enough of it to draw me, you know. Whatever you guys were doing, it got me up there at least more than once. Yeah. I remember being there at least twice. I can say for, for sure. sure. We have a um, lot of people around here in the hardcore, so it's really cool. Um, yeah, barricade, barricade had a huge impact uh, on our area. Shout out barricade because they're like man i i couldn't i couldn't you couldn't get me to stop talking about barricade if I start, so <laughs> you know just super and i love them I, I love those guys and hey um it's kind of a workaround to get to, to him but um i listen to your so we'll go from barricade and this is what we're doing it in my mind barricade animal house brian barlow fucking right mike barlow <laughs> oh right? yeah you had brian barlow mike barlow should get some credit for being one of the early uh, Pennsylvania hardcore podcasters. Yeah. He had a show for, you didn't know this? He had a show no, for no, a no. while called Impermanence. And uh, I, I enjoyed watching or listening to that. And uh, that was, he was one of the people that made me want to do a podcast. And early on when I was doing Getting It Out, I would send, before I think I even put out a real episode, I sent him like a uh, a mock episode or something like, hey, take a listen. Let me know how it goes. I asked him what he used. But yeah, Mike Barlow, the old, oh, the eldest Barlow, was a was an early uh, Pennsylvania hardcore podcaster, the oh, Impermanence podcast. So what what year was this? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It couldn't have been too long ago, right? Okay, Christ, but, uh, I gotta hit him up. That's amazing. But it's been, I'd, I'd say, at least five or six years ago. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and Brian, Brian's apparently doing uh a lot from what he was telling yeah uh that's my catching up with him was through your episode with him and uh i'm glad to hear that he's doing what he's doing and uh i wish i wanted to hug him (laughs) dude he's he's the man i just I, i always got along with him so well he's such a such a nice guy the whole the whole family i mean those 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 brothers were great and uh yeah yeah no, they were they were great, and uh, I'm glad to see that the, that it seems it seems Mike's doing great. Seems uh, seems Brian is from what from what you guys are talking about. So uh, yeah, man. 
Yeah. I didn't know that he was that he did like half the shit that he had did that he had done. You know, like fall out of touch with people and catch back up with them, and it's like, holy shit, look at what you've done. I've not done anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all relative, I guess, right? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's cool though. Um, that's cool that you uh ultimately what we were talking about. That's cool that you would uh come to the area and check. You know, like had been to that venue and shit because back in those days, man, the, those were the days. Um, those were definitely. The yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a PA hardcore guy. So I was all over the place. I, I yeah. was a Baltimore hardcore guy also, but, uh, but I came from PA. I'm back in PA. Uh, I spent some years in Baltimore, but, but it's always Pennsylvania hardcore, right? What were some of your uh, favorite shows here in PA? Like favorite memories? Man, um, real early on would be a show. Well, it'd be a couple couple from real early on, but real early on, there was a show at the Emmigsville Park building in York, Pennsylvania. And that was, it was a bunch of bands that were on Youngblood Records. Youngblood Records based out, used to be based out of Effort of Pennsylvania. Now it's right here where I'm at, Lancaster. Um, the guy still runs it, uh, Sean Youngblood. I know where he lives. <laughs> my One of my kid's friends live across the street from him. He comes over here, whatever drop stuff off on my porch if i order something from him you know but nice. but this is like one of the coolest uh, in my opinion coolest record labels ever for hardcore yeah. and uh, they're based out of here and there was a show that was striking distance desperate measures my luck worn thin cranked up which had pat from violent society and six south which was the york pennsylvania band and they just played in this little park building and uh this is more like the posi numbers style bands you know like it was that era and it was great. It was just like a, I don't know, for some reason, really memorable. Like I was just a weirdo kid showing up with a, like probably wearing a corn shirt, smoking stolen Swisher sweets between every band set, you know, but like totally didn't fit in. No idea what straight edge was or, or any of the things that came along with hardcore. And I was just being a misfit kid, probably 16 years old there by myself is how I always was. Uh, and there was something about the energy and the excitement of that show that was like, oh shit. All right. I already knew what hardcore was. And I was already going to shows. Obviously, that's why I was there. But there was something about that show that was like, all right, I'm in, you know. And uh, there's other things like like a Strength for a Reason show that my man Scotto, Scotto booked um, this June 2nd, 2002 or something at the first Capitol Skate Park, 2001, maybe. And just to see Strength for a Reason, who I knew from like downloading like one MP3 or something, the song ties that bind off of... Uh, off a of show and proof. I don't even, maybe that CD wasn't even out yet, but and go in there and buy, I still have the t-shirt I bought from that show. <laughs> like, like, you know, those, those type of shows. Um, there was a lot of stuff at the champ in Lemoyne. Yeah. When I was a little older, uh, but the last, I mean, there were some, there were some big ass shows there. Uh, I remember leeway playing there once that it was like down to nothing breaks war steel nation, I remember uh, the show Death Threat, Iron Age, Wisdom and Chains. Man, like, like these lineups that didn't seem that crazy at the time, they seemed cool. But now looking back, it's like, oh, wow, those were like all of the bands. Yeah. Uh, Have Heart seemed to play there every week. This is Hell seemed like they were doing a residency. Um, like it was just, you know, those, those types of shows seemed like they were literally every week for yeah. a long time for a few years 
<laughs> I would go up to that was a really cool venue. Yeah, I would go up to like Wilkes Bear or is it Kingston? Is that where backstage was? Kingston. I remember going up there with uh for Wisman, it was St. Patrick's Day for Wisman Chains, Red Tops. I forget what else. And just having a having a ball with nobody, people I didn't even know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I don't know. I just that's what I always appreciate about Pennsylvania hardcore, just going places. I didn't know shit. I just went. Like I was talking about being at Altoona, being at the Lions Den, I just went. Yeah. What was the show? I don't know. I don't. I probably don't remember him because I was probably getting hammered and partying. But that's why because I was having a fucking good time. And yeah. uh, I wish I could give you a better answer, but uh, it's it's all kind of blurry. But man, it was a, it was cool. No, I mean that that kind of is the answer. You know what I mean? Like ultimately, what we're all trying to do here is like support something we love and have a good time. That's pretty much right, it. Right. That's all it comes down to, dude. Um, I think that's a really good place to wrap up. You know, uh, my my me. my next or my my next and final question for you was going to be, what does hardcore mean to you? Unless you want to elaborate further on that, I feel like you answered it. Now, nah, yeah, let's just leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. Um, because I feel like I could go on, but it would be a rambling, and I wouldn't I wouldn't make a point. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, then, uh, where can people find you? Well, of course, there's uh, gettingitout.net. And then there's going to be the, the the place where I'm most active is on the Instagram at getting underscore. I got to say this fast at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. Uh, and truthfully, from there, everything else gets posted everywhere else. So whatever's on there is going to be on Facebook. It's going to be on Twitter. It's all just posted out there at getting it out pod on Twitter, though. I don't really use it. I've been trying to because I know people like it, but. I just can't do Twitter and uh, Facebook no interest getting it out podcast.com. Yeah. Wasted will probably never be on Twitter. So yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it's easy if you set up your thing. So it just goes there automatically. It's okay. not, you know, but, but I don't, you know, I, I don't look at it. Yeah. Dude. I hate Twitter. I hate Facebook. <laughs> Instagram is tolerable because you like, you can pretty much like Instagram is like a choose your own adventure book. You right. Know? But Twitter is just like a hellhole. It's no, a mess. <laughs> All right, dude. Um, thank you so much for taking time tonight and talking. No, nah, Matt. Thank you, man. I owe you for this one. I appreciate it.